Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? Such a huge success. I want to welcome everybody onto the show today. I'm so excited that you are here. I see that we have a full board on Blog Talk Radio. We're packing out. And so, of course, if you have a business associate or other women that you know that need to hear information on our theme this month, Spring Into Sales, make sure that you go ahead and flash over quickly on another line and share with them the show today. Also, if you are on your desktop and you can go to your favorite social media outlet, just simply say, hey, listen to Successful Woman Radio and give them the link, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio all together, right? And they can click on that link and listen to the show right away. I'm so excited to be presenting to you this month our theme, Spring into sales. And I appreciate all of you who text and emailed me to let me know that I was on point with the topic. I had a lot of people ask questions this time, and so I'm going to try and review those questions that people have emailed in and answer those on the show on next Monday. And so, again, a big thank you. This is a topic that is a very serious topic to a lot of women for several reasons. But I would say the top three reasons why bringing to sales is such a, um, a big thing for women is that, number one, a lot of women have a fear of speaking, right? And if you know anything about sales, sales does require you quite often to speak one-on-one or to a group of people, and uh, depending upon what your business is. Now, certainly, um, technology has changed a lot of things because uh, depending on the type of business and the business model that you're using, You may have a business model where it doesn't necessarily require you to speak at all, but what it does require you to have is a well-thought-out sales funnel, a process in which it actually leads the person to buying your product or your service. But most of the time, um, you will need those speaking abilities. You will need to be able to um, properly communicate and do what you need to do. The second thing um, I think that's right up there in the top three reasons why sales is such a big issue with women is that, you know, a lot of women see sales as pushy. Uh, they, it reminds them of that plaid jacket salesperson uh, who's all who's all crappy and, and and being very aggressive and not being sincere or real, and so women don't want to be like that, um, and so as a result, uh, they have a weak area when it comes to asking for the sale. And then the third, I think, top reason why sales is such a big issue with women is that I really feel that women, uh, for, for whatever reason, women, and, I, and when I say women, I mean in universal, not necessarily you. You can have great sales skills. But universally, I think that women, not all due to our own fault, we have a habit of really not understanding sales and allowing ourselves to Uh, be psychologically um, convinced to to purchase things that we really don't want or need. But we are used to being sold a bag of goods in a whole different way on a commercial or consumer level in our country. And as a result, 
we don't even think that that sales, right? We don't even know a lot of the times how subversive sales really is in the consumer marketplace. And so therefore women really, the, the age old secret with women is that women don't like to be sold to. They, they want to think that it's their own idea. And believe it or not, most sales experts do say that that is the secret to sales is that the person has to think or believe that they are not being sold to. And, and that is the secret of sales. And so, again, we're addressing this topic this month because here we are at the top of fourth quarter. We're in the, I'm sorry, not fourth quarter, but at the top of the fourth month of the year, we're in the second quarter. And I want you guys to experience sales. I want you to be able to close some sales and to be able to experience making money so that you have the funds needed to grow your business, right? So that you can start seeing some profit come through your company. And listen, money can't flow into your business unless there is marketing. And then, of course, once marketing takes place, and as you know, that's a system of techniques and methods used to attract people to what you have, that can't take, that, the, once that takes place, that job is over for marketing, and then the process of sales actually begins to take place. So again, you can't make money without marketing and without sales, and then without a fierce follow-up System. And so, again, I want to encourage you to please share uh, the show with as many people as you possibly can this month, uh, because this is a very real topic. This topic is something that if you implement what you hear on the show this month, I think that you're going to even see some improvements, have some aha moments, and you're going to realize maybe where your weak points are with generating income in your business. So please, please make sure that you go ahead and share. And again, it's not too late right now to flash over on another line and share today's show with at least one or two people. You know, it's all in the blessing game, right? Absolutely. Okay, so our lineup today, again, uh, we'll be talking about sales in just a little bit, and I'll leave more time open for that topic because um, I got caught a little bit in um, in the last part of our show on last Monday, and I didn't get a chance to talk about sales as much, but I think I gave you guys some really good information to help set your sales foundation. Um, I'm also going to go ahead on the, in the book. Many of you should almost be through with the book launch, L-A-U-N-C-H, launch by Jeff Walker. Um, you know, sell almost anything online, build the business you love, and live the life of your dreams, Okay. Today, I'm going to read from Chapter 12, Creating a Business You Love, and I want to just kind of share some wisdom tips that uh, Jeff gives as far as creating your business and why it's just so important on the way you think about it, okay? And so I'll be reading that excerpt in just a little bit. Um, I also want to remind all of you that if you have not had the chance to sit down and evaluate your business for from first quarter, I think this is something that's very, very important. And uh, I have, wow, I have had a lot of power talks um, in this last few weeks with a lot of business women who are concerned about their first quarter. Some have uh, some have made money, but not enough money, right, to break even, and some have made great money and are looking for ways to enhance what they have already done. And so, again, I want to encourage you and share with you that business evaluation is really a huge part of being a successful business owner. And when you don't evaluate your business and look at why you're not making money and look at why certain processes are not in place, then you're not being a good leader. You're not being a good business owner. And that's not what we want, right? As businesswomen, we want to be on top of things. We want to be queens of action. We want to take action swiftly. And we want to make the necessary changes so that we can really finally start 
seeing some results. So I want to recommend to you something that I recommend to recommend to many women who I've been having power talks with about um, seeing better results in your business. Okay, so here goes. Here's one of the things you need to understand. I think that sometimes as women, we are in the want right now uh, mode, right? I want, I want success right now. I want to make money right now. I want, I want, I want. And so because of that, sometimes we have a tendency to skip steps and to skip a lot of um, important processes in business. And so here's the, here's the big thing that I have learned, and this is what you need to know, is that, yes, while we're in the 21st century, truth be told, the process, the method of business, honestly, has not changed, not one bit. What they were doing in the process in the 1800s is the process in the 1900s, and it's the process in uh, in the in the 21st century. Okay, and I, I really want you guys to understand that. Now, the method and the techniques of the processes have changed, right? But the thing about business is that number one, you have to meet the demand, or you have to be able to create the demand for a product or service. Number two, right, after you have created the demand or met the demand for the product or service, then you must make sure that you're able to provide it. You must come through with it. If somebody orders a product or if somebody uh, retains your service, you must be able to provide it or, or ship it out to them or provide it to them hands-on, right? Okay, so we know that. But the process also of how did you attract them to what you had in the first place is also very important. And then the follow-up process is very, very important. And throughout the generations of business, you have always had those people who were extremely good salespeople, right? They they were very well known for being able to attract people to what they had. They were very well known for being able to close the sales and to make things happen, right? So, you know, there's no secret to being successful. The only secret is that it's so many people that are thinking that there should be so many more complicated levels that the, the simplicity of the system of business in and of itself has become an oddity. Not enough people are practicing the simplistic principles of business. And this is what you need to understand, okay? And the other thing that I think as women that we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to jump all over the place and try 15 different techniques and strategies without even really giving any one of them the proper time to know whether they are working, okay? And that is because we are unclear. We're not clear on the process of sales because if we were, honestly, we would be making more money. And so I, I totally want to encourage all of you that if you have not sat down, first of all, and evaluated your business and looked at what did not happen last quarter with your marketing and your sales, then you're going to get the same of what you got last quarter. And for a large majority of, of women, that means that you're not going to make the money that you want to make. And so I really need you to take good notes. I need you to listen up on when I when I share with you that you need to evaluate your business, I need you to really listen up on that, okay? If you listen to some of the previous broadcasts, I've given um I've given steps to evaluating your business and we've got some really good articles on the Women About Biz uh website. And if you're not a member of Women About Biz yet, you need to be. Uh, join as a free member if you're interested in reading our articles. You can go to Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, N-E-T, okay? And go to the site and join as a bronze member. That's our free lifetime membership, and that will give to our articles, which 
We've got tons of articles in different categories of business that I think that you will find extremely useful, okay? Um, I want to go ahead right now and go over the five questions of business leadership for those of you that are new to the show. And again, once again, thank you guys for sharing. We've got a packed out board right now, so I'm very excited about that. And for those of you that are new, welcome, welcome. Again, we're going to talk about the five questions of business leadership. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness is question number one. And ladies, you know, I think this is something that we need to grab onto, hold it close to our hearts, and we really need to make this a habit of waking up in the mornings and before we do anything else, after prayer, okay, after we pray and we give the first fruits to God, we really need to prepare our mindset for greatness. Why is that? Because we need to be extremely self-directed. We need to be self-assured. We need to be self-motivated. If we can't motivate our own selves, if we can't self-direct ourselves, then a lot will lack in your business. And so we need to really tap into our own personal power. So ask yourself, what beliefs and habits do I need to support my vision and my goals, right? You know, what type of morning personal development do I need to have? And by the way, I've had a lot of people over um, these past years to ask me, well, I know I need to work on personal development in my business, but how do I do that? I have so many things I need to work on. And here's the answer to that. Listen, it's real easy. You use your goals to help you decide on what you need to work on as far as personal development is concerned. So whatever your whatever your business goals are for this month, maybe they are needing you to be better in time management. Maybe your business goals are requiring you to be a better speaker, to communicate more effectively. Uh, maybe your maybe your goals are requiring you to be better organized with how you are doing things. Right? Whatever your goals are. Look at your business goals, and those will share. They will show you what it is that you need to improve in. Why? Because there's a certain skill that you are going to need in order to either execute the goal, delegate the goal, or follow up with the goal. There's a certain skill that you're going to need once that goal is in action or even accomplished. Okay, very very important. And then I really want you ladies to get in the habit of creating your own affirmations that are customized and personal to you, right? Customized and personal to you. Here's number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? You know, oftentimes, one of the reasons why we're not succeeding in business is also because we don't necessarily have the right beliefs to support the goals that we want to accomplish. And this is, this is so true. Here's the one thing that I have learned, um, and that is, just because you believe something uh, for your business or just because you believe something overall doesn't necessarily mean that you believe it for yourself. You could believe that, that it is possible to become a millionaire. But it, you may not be believing that it's possible for you. You have heard of rags to riches stories. You've heard about women who have started from ground zero, who have created now a multi-million business. Uh, that comes to my mind, Sarah Blakely, um, who created the, um, you know, the, the the garments that help you to look thinner and 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 slimmer. Uh, she created these garments. And then, of course, over the last 10 years, she has become a billionaire, right? Um, and so, again, uh, I look at women like that and I go, wow, oh, my goodness, you know, uh, Spanx, uh, that's her company. Thanks, Cheryl in New Jersey for pointing that out. Cheryl, Cheryl texted me. It's the, her company is called Spanx. Thanks, Cheryl. Um, Spanx, S-P-A-N-X. So, so uh, Sarah Blakely is the thanks, and she actually really did start from ground zero. So we look at people like that, and we see that there is a potential, okay? We see that it has happened. We have the proof that there are women who have started at ground zero, meaning they didn't have any money. They didn't really have that much money. They just had a brilliant idea. 
and they started from ground zero and were able to build their business to multiple six figures, onto seven figures, onto eight figures. And, and again, I use Sarah Blakely as an example. She became a billionaire, right, from creating the Spanx company. And by the way, we as women helped her to do that, right? Because men don't wear Spanx. Most men don't wear Spanx. Uh, Spanx is worn by women all around the world. And so, again, as a result, we helped her to do that because we were the main consumer. And so here we are now looking at our own businesses, and we must ask ourselves the question, do I believe that I can become a millionaire? Do I believe I have the ability to create wealth and to generate a level of income that will help me to be independent, that will help me not only to be self-employed, but will help me to be an entrepreneur, meaning I can make money and keep making money even when I'm not working in the business, my business is making money. And so these are questions that we have to really take time, go back and look at, and we really have to... um, We really have to ask ourselves deep-rooted questions. And so this question is a question that you can't just look at and go, oh, of course I believe in myself. You can't get cocky with this question. Of course I believe in myself. Of course I believe in my vision and my goals. You You keep believing that in that way without really investigating and looking at what you truly believe, and, and you, will, you will continue getting the same results. Belief is one of those things that you really need to delve into and you really need to understand it. Look it up on the Internet and see how many articles, thousands, hundreds of thousands of articles and information on belief. Why would there be so much information on it if it was that simple? Listen. Belief is made up of a, of a group of habits or a habit that has been repeated over time so much so that your subconscious mind has come to belief. And when, you, and when you believe something, it becomes automated within your mental system, right? And so here's, here's the proof in the pudding. And, and I've, I've shared this before on the show, but I want to make it very plain and clear to you right now. Here's the proof of whether or not you believe that you have the ability to generate millions of dollars, that you have the ability to make your business successful and start generating an income, not even millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands or thousands of dollars, right? Here's the proof. You have taken swift and immediate action. You know that you cannot do it alone, and you have created a power team of individuals to help you do it, and you, and you are moving, you are progressing. So the proof is always going to be to yourself about the action. If you have not taken the action, and, um, and I'm not talking about, oh, one time last year I did do this, or one time last month I did, no, 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 no. If you are not taking swift, immediate, and consistent action, there is still some element of disbelief. Now, you can take that to the bank. How do I know that? I know it from my own self. You guys know I've always tried to be extremely transparent with you because as a coach, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It just means that I know how to help people. I know how to encourage, motivate people, and give them those resources to make things work. But sometimes I have weak areas. I I have things that I have not done. I have things that need to be worked on as well. And when I tell you that I have worked very hard on my belief system, I have because I realized that I did not believe in the way that I needed to believe in my own business. And as a result, I didn't get the results I wanted. And many of you might be dealing with the same thing, but girl, listen, let me just get up close and serious with you right now. I really want you to listen to that, to this. I want you to understand and know that you have the power to do some incredible things in your business. You have the power right now to schedule a week on your calendar to really start planning things in your business and generating um, 
ideas that will take your business to the next level. Yes, you do. You have the power. But the only way that you can start really having the level of belief that you need to align with your vision and what it is that you want to experience in life is for you to take action instead of just listening to what I'm saying, is for you to take swift and immediate action on what it is that you want to accomplish in life. That's the only way. Because by taking action, it helps to convict your belief and make it real. And then once you have experienced some positive things that happen as a result of you taking that action, your belief gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So that is why if you want to really know whether you believe in something, you always got to go back to yourself and ask yourself, are you really, have you really taken the right actions? Are you really, have you really built a power team? Have you realized that you, you, you're not an island? You're, you can't do this alone, but you need to develop a, a support around yourself so that you can move this thing faster. Because if those things haven't been done, then maybe you you believe, but you believe for other people, but not for your own self. And that is not what you want. Let's move on to question number three in the five questions of business leadership. What do I want to have accomplished by this Friday? Of course, all of your goals should be following a pattern from your overall 12-month planning system that you've done, your business strategy for the year. But if you have not done a business strategy, you at least need to look at what are your goals for the quarter, what are your goals for the month. And one of the things you need to do weekly on at the top of the of the week, every Sunday, is to say, where am I supposed to be at by Friday? How much money should I've made? Is my marketing on track? How, how many leads should I have generated by Friday? These are important things, right? Because we can be busy being busy on a lot of things in our business, but at the end of the day, marketing, gener- sales, and generating those new leads, that's what it's all about. And that's the proof in the pudding. Here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business? This is one of my favorite ones. I have such a deep-rooted desire to be an asset to um, women about biz. I see there's, I've made a lot of errors. And if, and if I would allow myself to, um, to really be low and drag and be upset about what I haven't done, and um, I, I, I would be somewhere in a dark place depressed, right? But you can't allow yourself to do that. What you didn't do three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, it really doesn't matter right now. What you must understand is how can you reach back and even learn from those things to create an incredible business? So you've got to become an asset and not a liability to your business. Which one are you? Which one are you? Are you an asset where your business can't do without you because you're making things happen, you're helping your business to grow, you're collaborating, you're doing new things that are helping your business to develop into what I call a real business structure, right? Or are you a liability? Your business is not doing well. It's not generating the the, um, leads that it needs to. You're not taking action, and so you're a liability with it. So you've got to determine whether you're going to be an asset or whether you are a liability, and and what are you going to do? Are you going to move out of the way and perhaps let somebody else run it for you? What are you going to do? Is it the business that you should even be having? You've got to make those decisions. You've got to ask yourself that question. How can I be an asset to my business? Here's some here's some sub questions for this this particular question. Am I being an ambassador? Am I reaching out? Am I allowing people to know what the business is and who I am and what I do in the business? Am I am I personally branding myself? Right? Uh, am I seeking out new collaborations and am I leading my power team? Right? Am I delegating? Um, and that's what that means. And then last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership, am I investing in myself and my business? Again, am I investing in myself 
and my business. This is so very, very important, right? Why? Because you have to take a risk on your own self and your own business. There are three primary areas that you really should be investing in of your time and of your money, health and wellness. It doesn't make sense to try to build the business and make a business successful and generate uh, hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars, and then you're too, um, too health poor to even enjoy it because you don't have the energy to do it. So health and wellness is very important. And then there is personal development and coaching, right? Um, you've got to determine whether or not you want to continue to go down the same path and try to be a long ranger, an island, and do it on your own, or whether you're going to tap into the talent of someone else who's been there, done that, and who can help you shorten your learning curve and move you along faster. You've got to determine that. And next is marketing and advertising. You've got to have a marketing and advertising budget, hands down. While I believe in organic marketing and what organic marketing means is um, creating the type of content and and, um, social media campaigns to where you are getting people to click on links and take action without money, Again, that takes time to do, but when you're wanting right now results, you're wanting to generate right now leads, nothing is going to beat out advertising, okay? That, that's what you need to know. So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership, and these questions were designed to make you great leaders. They were designed to make you um, an asset to your business. So I want you guys to take these questions seriously. Here on another note, um, I had somebody to just text me and say, hey, Trina, um, how long will it take me to evaluate my business? Well, listen, it's, it's a different time frame for every business. And truth be told, you know, if you don't have a marketing strategy, if you don't have a sales strategy and a follow-up process, if you have really haven't been consistently marketing, then to be honest with you, it's going to take much longer than a week or two. It might, it might take you this quarter in getting it all together. But I would rather invest one quarter of really having some downtime and pulling things back and really working hard with a coach to make things better than to continue on with the same same old, same old, right? There's At some point, you've got to own up to being the, the CEO of your business. You've got to own up to it, and you've got to say, you know what, i got to stop thinking I know everything. And so if you have a marketing system, you've worked with a marketing consultant, or you have a marketing system that's really working, is generating the number of leads that you like, right, then it may take you a week to, to uh, plan out a full week of giving 100% of your time to working on evaluating your business and looking at where you're going to go for the rest of this quarter at least or for the rest of it, like for the next six months, right? Um, and again, but if you have not done all of those things, uh, then to be honest with you, it, it may take the whole quarter. But it's better to take the whole quarter than to get to the end of the year and have not accomplished the goals that you would like to accomplish. Amen? I I, I got you. I got you. So that's my answer to that, right? For some people, it may take a week. For some people, it may take a month. But for some who have not really had that opportunity to revamp their business, to really um implement a marketing strategy, a marketing system all together, it may take the whole quarter to do that because there's a lot of things involved in that, including their website, their lead page, their uh, sales funnel, their closing process, right? There may be things that have to be done outside of just the planning piece. And so, again, I you know, really want to encourage all of you to step up to the plate up to the plate and be that business owner you need to be and stop thinking that you can do everything on your own. And with that said, if you have not scheduled a power talk, that's a coaching session with me at no cost. Uh, if you haven't scheduled your power talk, then what are you waiting for? Go to Women About Biz 
uh, .net, and then right there on the homepage, just scroll down a little bit, and there's a section that says free coaching session just for you. Boom, there it is. Go ahead, click on the link to schedule your Power Talk coaching session right now. I can tell you out of hundreds of Power Talks that I have done, I have never led anybody astray. I have always been honest and given the meat been transparent, and help people with whatever resources that I could in my power talk. So I encourage you to stop being the Lone Ranger. And oh, by the way, for those of you who are in um, analysis paralysis, you're trying to get things right and be all perfect before you talk to me, cut it out. Go ahead and make the power talk uh, schedule, schedule the power talk right now. Make the appointment. It doesn't make sense. The whole reason why you're wanting to talk with the coach is because things may not be put together as well as you need to, and there's never going to be a perfect time for you to do it. And there's no, no reason to feel embarrassed. There's no reason um, to be hesitant because I've seen it all, and I've done it all myself, right? And so uh, if it makes you feel any better, about this, I have made so many mistakes in business. You know, I have been caught the cocky 30-something-year-old who thought she could do everything all by herself. You know, I've, I've not trusted people. I've had a trust issue for decades. Uh, you know, I'm still working on that to this very day uh, of trusting that certain people can do the, the job that I'm, that I'm looking for. But I have learned over the years how to push all those fears aside and become a leader that I need to be for my company. And that is what I want to share with you is how to do the same thing. So get your power talk scheduled. Okay, we're going to, um, we're going to go ahead right now. I said I was going to read an excerpt from um, the book launch, but I'll have to hold off on that because I want to go ahead and I'm excited to share some things with you. Um, about sales uh, today. This past weekend, I attended Grant Cardone's 10X Boot Camp. That was very good, by the way. Um, I attended his 10X Boot Camp, and his boot camp was about, guess what? It was about marketing and and sales and closing the sales, right? I was so excited to uh, hear uh, a lot of the things that he talked about. Now, did I hear anything new? Honestly, no, I didn't hear anything new. But what I heard were things that I need to go back and pay attention to, right? I need to go back and pay attention to those things. And some of the things I want to, um, I actually am flipping the pages because I want to I wanna actually share um, some things that he talked about with sales, okay? Um, and the thing about sales that you need to understand, first of all, last week we talked about setting the foundation. So the foundation to sales is marketing, right? Um, you know, that's the first thing you need to understand, marketing. So you've got to get your marketing right. You've, you've got to. And last week, you need to go back and listen to that particular episode because last week I talked about uh, identifying your target market. And I, sh I feel that I shared some very valid stuff about helping you better understand target market. A lot of people emailed me that I gave them an aha moment because uh, trying to identify your target market is a very um, muddy area. It's, it's a very cloudy area. And the big thing I shared was that, you know, you are going to have to use yourself as your model for your target audience and move and branch out from there. There's something that attracted you to offering the product or the service that you offer. So with that said, you are the one, right? You are the one that has to uh, use yourself for your first model of a target customer or client. And then you branch out from there. What is it that you like? Try to build a character profile from yourself. And then if you already have clients or customers, create a survey, ask them specific questions of 
um, of uh, that will help you to build out a character profile for them, right? And again, uh, I can't get deep into that, but if you schedule a power talk, perhaps I can share some things that you need to do to help you to build a character profile for your particular customer or client type, right? So listen to last week's episode because it's really going to give you that information on on that. But the foundation to sales is marketing. And if you don't have a marketing strategy or a marketing process or a marketing technique that you're using, then you really cannot implement your sales system because sales and marketing are codependent upon each other, right? Very, very important. I need you guys to uh, I need you guys to understand that. And I need you to go with that. Okay. So, with that said, right now I want to share with you the steps to sales. Okay, the seven step sales process that um, most people use. That really, I, I would say, it's no need to reinvent the wheel because it is pretty much going to always be the same thing, whether you have a product or whether you have a service. So here I'm going to go ahead and list all of these out, and then um, I will be talking about some of them. Okay, so the first stage in sales is always going to be qualifying the prospect, okay? That's the first stage, qualifying the prospect. What does that mean? It means that you have to actually qualify your lead before you can sell to your lead, okay? You have to know that they are interested in purchasing your your product or retaining your service. And so you have to prospect, you have to qualify that person. That means that a lead isn't necessarily always a prospect. Okay, a prospect is someone who really is interested in what you have. They want, they want it. They want to know more about it. Okay, and a lead is 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 similar. Okay, a lead has come to you because they have somebody may have referred them, or um or or they may have seen something on the internet or on your website and clicked a link for one of your compelling authors. And so, therefore, they are lead, but now you've got to qualify them. Are they a prospect, right? So that is very, very important in the, in the stage of the sales cycle, okay? It's prospecting, okay? And so let me kind of go back. Just write down the word prospecting for number one, okay? Number two is that you must communicate or connect with your a lead or your prospect. You must communicate with them. You've got to make contact with them in some way, right? Um, and that's going to be very, very important. So how do you begin to do that? Well, in the process of a, of a sales funnel, that means that you should probably either have a series of follow-up calls if the method for your industry is actually say, uh, phone sales. Or you should have a, um, a process or a series of emails that are already created that's going to actually go out to that individual, right? But in whatever way, you've got to make contact with that person. And then number three, I want to go back and use that word qualify. You've got to qualify. So number one is prospecting. Number two, you've got to make contact. Number three, you've got to qualify your prospect, meaning you've got to know for sure whether or not that person really wants what you have, okay? And you do that by coming up with questions that you want to ask them that help you um, qualify them. That's basically how you do it. Okay, I have someone saying that they cannot hear me uh, on the call, so I've got to go back and I've got to take a look at this. Let me see. Let's make sure that I am still dialed in. Okay, we've had someone that says that they can't hear me, so hold on. Okay, if I could get a few people who already know my uh, cell phone to text me and let me know whether or not you can hear me, I would appreciate it. I want to make sure before I move any further that you guys can actually hear me. 
Let me see. I want to call out one of our sisters up in Ohio. Alicia, if you can hear me, go ahead and text me and let me know that you can hear me. I've had about three uh, text messages of individuals. Okay, uh, great. Miko, you said that you can hear me. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so for those of you who have said that you can't hear me, um, wow, I apologize so much to those individuals, but it could be technical on their end and not on my end. It could be. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep moving on with the process of sales. I want to make sure I give you guys these stages properly because it, it is indeed very, very important as far as sales is concerned. So give me a minute. I'm going to pull up my screen again. Okay, great. So in this order, one, two, three, prospecting was number one, making contact, number two, and qualifying your prospect. And again, you qualify your prospect by the questions that you ask your prospect, okay? And you've got to get used to asking and being assertive with questions that are going to help you to not only qualify them, but it's going to help you to close the sale. So very, very important, okay? Here's number four, nurture your prospect. Now, this is huge. Now, nurturing, again, is all a part of the funnel process. And one of the things that I think happens is this is where this is where that consistency is very, very important, okay? This is where consistency is key. For most of us today, nurturing our prospect means that our prospect needs to hear from us at a minimum of three times a week, okay? At a minimum of three times a week, okay? And, um, you know, one of the things that was being said in the Grant Cardone 10X Boot Camp that I heard uh, this 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 past weekend was that to be honest with you, he said you really need to be emailing, texting, or communicating with you, your tribe and with all of your prospects daily. And I was in my mind, the first thing I felt was that overwhelmed me when he said it because it's like that's so much um that that's a lot. That's a whole lot for those of us that are solopreneurs, but again, we shouldn't be an island, right? We're going to have to figure out a way. But he was talking about 10Xing your business. He was talking about if you want to see 10X results, you've got to be assertive with yourself, aggressive with yourself in communicating and nurturing your prospect. What does nurturing mean? Nurturing means sending out short spurts of communications or emails or messages that are of value to your prospect, right, but also always calling them to action, okay? And then here's number five, present your offer, right? Um, this is something else that they talked about at the Tenets Boot Camp, which was it's not enough people presenting the offer. Uh, it's a lot of people who someone says that they are interested in what they have, and the first thing that they do is that they tell them that they are going to um, send them information, they're going to get something to them, and then months pass by and they never follow up, they never send anything to them, and then they get upset when the person moves on and goes on to uh, someone else who can offer and do the job for them or do what it is that they need, right? So you guys need to be asking yourself, how many people have asked me for something? How many, Or how many potential customers and clients out there did I have in the last year that I just failed to communicate with them? I just failed to actually nurture them. Remember, sales is really a courting process, just like, you know, a man would court a woman right? It's a courting process. And so you've got to be able to nurture your prospects. They've got to be able to know that you're there. And in this day and age, to be honest with you, the competitive edge is always most of the time going to be you. There's only one person that's, that can be you. That's you, right? So you can use yourself as the brand. You can use, you can brand yourself along with your business and become the competitive edge that your business needs to trump over your industry, in your industry, right? 
And that's very, very key. And I'm finding that there are a lot of women, by the way, who are continuously saying, well, you know, I, I was brought up to not brag on myself and not try to be better than other people. Um, oh, you know, um, I just feel so odd when I, I have to say what I have done or what I can do to help. But I feel so odd in doing that. Listen, ladies, sisters, we're going to have to get over all of this, right? I mean, this this crap is holding us back. We got to stop it. We got to stop it. And we've got to learn to properly become the personal brand and and become that asset that our business needs so that we can nurture our prospects properly. They came to us because something that we said. We we attracted them for some reason. So now that we've attracted them, let's nurture the prospects, please. Number five, we've got to present the offer. Okay? You really need to present a contract or an offer to individuals who want what you have. Go ahead and put it before them. Don't wait for them to say, give it to me, or can you give me some information? Or can Don't wait for that. We've got to present the offer. Very, very important. And then, of course, number six, in the seven stages of the sales cycle, we have to overcome objections. So one of the things that you should be doing in the sales process is you should be writing out um, questions and answers that you think would help people to purchase your product or retain your service. Any objections that they may have to wanting to work with you, you've got to think think of that. You've got to think of that. I've had some people who said, well, I don't want to join Women About Biz and spend um, – and, and spend the, the monthly membership fee, and I'm not able to take all advantage of the material, the content, the information that you're giving, um, because I'm just so busy, I won't be able to take advantage of all of that. And what they don't understand from a psychological perspective, right, is that my free members spend more money with me than my paid mem- monthly memberships do. It's just the beast of the game. It's just the psychological part of the game of how we as women think. We like to think that no one that that we we have this tendency to feel like we don't want to be sold to and yet we really are being sold to in the consumer industry and we end up spending a whole lot of money because it's not planned. Right? It's the same concept. So again, you have to learn to overcome the objections of the you're trying to sell your product or your service to. And then lastly, in number seven, is close the sale. So here we have these three words, close the sale, right? And what I want to share with you is if you go to womenaboutbiz.net and if you click on blog, Okay, the first blog entry that you're going to see, because I put it up at the top, is closing the sale. What's your ratio? I want every single one of you who are listening to this show, I want you to go read this article. I want you to share it with other business women because it was research. It's information that was researched. And in this article, I'm telling you exactly how to work on increasing your sales ratio and what the formula is for figuring out your sales ratio, okay? So you need to go read the article that's in my blog, Closing the Sale, What's Your Ratio? So Closing the Sale was the last, okay, of the seven stages of the sales cycle, and I'm going to quickly read back over those without giving any comments to them. Here they are. Number one was prospecting. Number two was make contact. Number three, qualify your prospect. Number four, nurture your prospect. Number five, present your offer. Number six, overcome objections. Number seven, close the sale. This is so and very, very important. I also want to share with you 10 truths about conversion, sales conversion, that I um, that I learned in the 10X boot camp. I want to go ahead and share those with you, okay? And again, I attended Grant Cardone's 10X boot camp this past weekend, learned a ton of stuff, and now it's my responsibility to make sure I implement what I learned. Here's the 10. Number one, he says, always agree with the buyer 
okay? He says, lean into the objection. He says, stop trying to argue with people. If you're talking to people, if, you're, if, if a part of your business is phone sales, don't argue ever, ever argue with someone who has objections. Lean into the objections and agree. And number two, he says, be transparent. Stop telling people you don't want to sell to them. Oh, that was huge. That was very, very huge because women are horrible at doing this, right? Women, women say, well, it's not that I really want you to become a customer or it's not that I really want you to buy it because if it's not really for you, it's not really for you. We start getting in that cocky mode, right? Oh, that's a bunch of bull, right? That's exactly what we want. We want the person to become the customer or the client. So be transparent about it and stop, stop telling people that you're not trying to make a sale with them, right? And then number three, he says, is have a clear intention. This is very important. Know, know why you're even being in front of the person or, or, or what you're even talking to the person about. Have a clear intention, okay? No one thing that you say or do will blow a sale. This is very important because this will help you with the fear, uh, with, with the fear of, of selling. He says, no one thing that you say or do will blow a sale. That was number, okay. Um, number five was 100% of the time, you need to go ahead and you need to present the offer. You need to present the offer. You need to go ahead and write up the agreement, write up the sales slip, whatever it is, you need to go ahead and do that. Stop, stop stalling on that piece. Number six, he says people shop price, but they don't always buy by price right? So so don't feel guilty about the price that you're trying to charge, okay? I think that's very key. Don't feel guilty. And don't try to keep lowering your prices uh, because you feel guilty about the price that you are charging, okay? Get over it, right? Number seven, he says, is use hard questions, right? A hard question is like, okay, how much money do you have? Do you have the money? Can you afford this? Are you the authority or decision maker? Okay, you know, there is a reason why you came to me today. There's a reason why you contacted me today. Do you really, you know, do you really want uh, this product or this service, right? You have to really start asking yourself that question. Here uh, are asking people those type of hard questions. Here's number eight in the 10 truths of sales conversion, right? Number eight is decision, the decision phenomenon, right? Is right. He says the decision to do something is often missed, right? The decision to do something is often missed, right? And so, again, remember, your goal is to help the person can come to that conclusion, come to that decision. And so you've got to ask those hard questions. Number nine, okay, the second sales is, is always going to be easier than the first. So once you probably start practicing the seven stages of the sales cycle and you start looking at how you're closing the sale, after you've had that first sale behind you, the second and all those that are following it are going to be easier. And then last but not least, number 10, always use a third party to touch the customer. Okay. He says, always use a third party to touch a customer. So what are some third party examples? Well, if you're in direct sales, call a third party uh, to get on the phone with you. Um, someone who maybe has been successful. If you're in traditional business, use your testimonials, you know, use a third party testimonial, um, use examples of, of people that you've already helped. Use that third party to help you. So that's, the 10 Truths of Sales Conversions. I hope you guys were catching that. You can listen at the recorded broadcast if you didn't, okay? But I want you guys to understand something that's very, very key. Marketing and sales work hand in hand, and you must have those systems in place in order to start seeing business success. If you don't have those systems in, in place, then that's where your problem begins. Now it's time to come up with solutions by implementing the seven stages of the sales cycle, right? And if you're interested in learning how to implement the seven stages of the sales cycle as your coach, I'd be more than happy to at least get you started 
going in the right direction along with some really fantastic resources. But first, you've got to take courage and schedule your Power Talk coaching session with me. And so, again, to do that, go to womenaboutbiz.net. Go to womenaboutbiz.net, and then from there, um, right there on the homepage, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see free coaching session just for you. I'm challenging every single person who has not had a coaching session with me this year to go ahead and schedule it today. Well, ladies, that's all I have for today. I didn't get a chance to go over um, uh, and read an excerpt from the book, The Launch. So what I may do is something special. I may do a pre-recorded excerpt from this particular book for our book club. So stay tuned for that. And of course, a big welcome to all of the people who listen to Successful Woman Radio today for the first time. Make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. Be blessed, everybody. Have an abundant week. But most of all, Most of all, become an asset for your business. Bye-bye, everybody.